Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc. It is Tuesday, February 13th, Ian Cameron, and we are joined by, well, you know him, and you love him, Matt Robinson, with us. He's going to be with us now moving forward, at least for the for the next little while anyway, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, you will see Matt joining us here on the Ice Guys show two days a week. So it's a bit of a start of a new routine for our guy, and I know you're excited about it. Yeah, super excited to get in the rhythm of uh, two days a week. Um, obviously, enjoy it every time I'm on, but also, you know, like I've mentioned before, I usually have more success uh, on the betting slate as well. So uh, maybe it'll be good for my my bank account as well. <laughs> well, I'm hoping uh, tonight's better for my bank account than last night, at least as far as the NHL is uh, concerned. Look, this is the dog days of the, days of the NHL. There's no sugarcoating it. Coming out of the All-Star break, it's about as difficult a portion of the season to bet and handicap as there is. You've got teams that were, you know, you had a good gauge of how teams were performing going into the break. You had your teams that were rolling. You had your teams that were struggling going into the break. Philadelphia is a perfect example, and we'll start the recap with them. They were playing as bad a brand of hockey as you could fucking ask for going into the break. Everything was bad for them. Defensive play was out of sorts. They had lost their way a bit there. They weren't getting saves as much. Uh, the offense had kind of dried up. And now they were without Owen Tippett for a period of time as well. Uh, there's no question about that. But uh, I think when you look at it, this Philadelphia team, it's a perfect example of how it can be tricky coming out of the all-star break to handicap the NHL because these teams that just look terrible going into the break, all of a sudden there's the break. They hit the reset button. And look at Philly. They just keep on winning now uh, since the uh, all-star break. Another victory for them last night. It was actually one of the good results for me over the total and the team total. I ended up hopping on the flyer team total. Last night as well against Karel Vimelka, who, again, just is constantly in a rut right now, just can't get out of his own way, really struggling in net for uh, the uh, Coyotes for an extended period of time now. The Flyers, you know, they got all kinds of contributions offensively. Tippett, I mentioned how he was injured. He's back. He scored. They got a goal from Jamie Drysdale on the blue line. Konechny continues to be awesome. Scott Lawton scores for them. Morgan Frost. I would say a guy that's been in Torts doghouse in the past. That was probably one of his best games of the season for Philadelphia. He was outstanding. Uh, so credit to the Flyers, unblemished since the All-Star break uh, as they win once again last night by a score of 5-3 to three over the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And a late puck line best bet cash for Brett uh, on the show yesterday as well with Flyers minus one and a half. So he went homer. You know, he's uh, the, his, his um, attachment to the Flyers is equivalent to Matt's attachment to the Dallas Stars. You know, it's hard for uh, him not to want to back his team in some way, but he was rewarded for doing so last night, Brett, with the Flyers uh, on the uh, puck line as they get it done against Arizona. Uh, the Rangers, 2 nothing shutout against Calgary. I don't want to hear this nonsense that, oh, 2 nothing game, it must have been boring. It was, couldn't be further from the truth. It was a phenomenal hockey game. Uh, it was terrific goaltending. Both sides, uh, Shesterkin in a lot in a win was outstanding, but even in a loss, Jacob Markstrom was phenomenal. Uh, he made just a, a series of saves. You could have put probably five of his saves last night in like saves of the week, saves of the month video highlight reel. 
you know, that's how good Markstrom was last night. So for him not to pick up the win, definitely kind of a tough luck loss there for Calgary. But credit to the Rangers. Here is another team that has used the All-Star break, you know, to really galvanize themselves. The Rangers have played well since the break. They get another win, 2-0 last night. New Jersey with a 3-1 win against Seattle, a team that has not played great coming out of the break. They've dropped two straight out of the break against the Flyers and the Devils. New Jersey, uh, a nice win for them, 3-1. Nico Dawes was very solid. Very interesting comments, by the way, from Jack Hughes in his post-game on-ice interview after the game, saying when you get a few saves, you know, it makes life a lot easier. I think he was talking in generalities. I, I really do. But at the end of the day, it kind of makes me think, was he kind of throwing a little shot there, a little jab, shots fired at Vitek Vanacek for, with that comment? <laughs> saying, hey, Nico Dawes gave us some saves tonight. Maybe the other guy's not giving us those same saves. But uh, I just found that pretty pretty interesting. That was the quote he decided to go with last night, Mr. Hughes, following that 3-1 win for New Jersey. And then the other game last night, look, I, I was very surprised by this, but let's credit the Minnesota Wild. 5-3 over the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, a team that's been dominating them over the years. Um, they were very opportunistic. Uh, I thought they, you know, Vegas got themselves into penalty trouble early in that game and Minnesota capitalized and it seemed like Vegas never really found their footing from that point on. Uh, and Minnesota capitalized a couple of mistakes with the puck. Aiden Hill, not one of his better games and put it all together in a really nice road win for the Minnesota Wild. They're five points out. I know our resident uh, fan, Terry Edelman, who loves this Wild was all uh, saying, what a statement win. Well, calm down with the statement win, okay? Statement win was Minnesota Timberwolves last night because they're actually going to be in the playoffs. They're actually going to be in, you know, a position where they're going to be in the mix to win the Western Conference with, you know, battling the likes of the Nuggets and the Clippers uh, and, um, you know, a bunch of really good teams. The Thunder, don't forget about them. Minnesota may not even make the playoffs still. So this notion that that was some kind of big statement win I don't get it. Was it a good win? Yes. Was it an impressive win? Yes. But statement win, you got to be make the playoffs first for it to be a statement win. They may not even still make the playoffs. It was a very good win, a needed win, an impressive win for sure. But statement win, come on. We, we can't go that far with it uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you got to make the playoffs still, and you got a lot of teams. You got to leapfrog still uh, if you're the Minnesota Wild to get uh, into um, uh, that uh, discussion as far as the playoffs go. I will say this in a positive for Minnesota. This Brock Faber kid is something else. I mean, another assist last night. We talked about it on the show. It's just like automatic right now uh, that his assist props keep on cashing game in and game out. Another great game from him. They got something special there. And what is he tied? Connor Bedard now for points, uh, uh, rookie uh, points as a rookie uh, in the NHL this season. Now, grant now granted Bedard's been out for a long period of time and Bedard, by the way, could be back next week. It's back on the ice again for Chicago, but Nevertheless, uh, Brock Faber, uh, outstanding. And he's really been someone that's given this Minnesota team a little bit of a, jer a jolt, a little bit of a spark with his play from the blue line. Uh, Maddie, what do you got? Any thoughts on uh, the four games last night? Yeah, to be honest, uh, I know you mentioned it, but I, I also had a pretty pretty tough day. Um, obviously had a horrible Saturday last week, as I mentioned on the bedcast. It's been a slow week, but how my uh, – how for whatever reason, one of my main betting avenues, it kind of resets on Tuesdays. So I, I'm thinking it's a new slate. I'm on the show. Um, you know, I, I feel good about things moving into tomorrow. Um, I, I was hoping for some early goals, which which didn't happen. I had the first period over in that Devils-Seattle uh, game. I had the actual over in uh, 
Rangers-Flames game, which obviously missed. My only redeeming play of the night was that I, I panic mode uh, at the end of the night and took the over five and a half on the wild Vegas game, which obviously hit pretty easy. Uh, so that, you know, saved me a little bit there at the end. But, but yeah, tough. As you mentioned, coming off the break, it, it seems like teams are playing different. You know, maybe there's a few less power plays happening. Uh, definitely haven't seen the goals um, the last few days and, and really since the break ended. So hopefully that turns around tonight. You know, Tuesdays have traditionally been solid goal nights, um, similar to Thursday and Saturday, just with big slates. Uh, so hopefully we get some good luck tonight. Yeah, it's a great card, 11 games. There's certainly a good opportunities, and you just hope good results follow it. Uh, I'm still up on the season. I'm profitable in the NHL, but I'm telling you what, it's getting to the point now where, you know, we got to put some good days together because uh, that profit pile is dwindling a little bit. Still up on the season, but yeah, we need to put some good runs together. Basketball has been phenomenal for me. It's actually been even stronger. It's outperforming NHL right now, you know, full disclosure uh, for me right now. NBA has been awesome. College basketball, man, like 38 units already in CBB for me. Unbelievable season. Now, a lot of that was early. Like I was just, November, December, early in the season, when I don't think the odds makers have as good a feel for the teams. I was really, really locked in at that time. It's been more up and down lately, but still it's been a uh, really, really good season. Yeah, I mean, we're all in that boat right now. We're just grinding through. We're trying to muddle through, you know, this tricky portion of the NHL season right now, uh, post-All-Star break. But uh, the good news is I legitimately do like this card. I think there's a lot of good opportunities here. Uh, in uh, this one no we'll never transform into the hardwood guys ice x fuck that that's not happening <laughs> my, hockey's hockey and football are my first loves yeah hockey and football are my first loves hey we're talking to someone from texas where 90 percent of that state is more interested in basketball and football than hockey but not this guy so i know he agrees with me there <laughs> Facts. yeah especially like through high school sports like football is it's the same as minnesota high school hockey is uh the oh, equivalent yeah. of Texas Friday football. night Texas high school football. I mean, that's just that's like places are packed, right? Every every Friday night. Oh yeah, and especially it's even wilder in the smaller towns. Like the whole town shuts down. Where I'm from in in Plano, you know, there's a lot going on there. You're close to Dallas. There's professional sports, all this stuff. So once you're out of high school, you kind of move on. But um, some of those small towns, you know, you can be in your 40s you know that's what you do on friday nights is you know you go to the diner and then you go to the football game so um, definitely pretty wild down there yeah no question uh about it um but uh, like i said um we've got a great slate coming up here on this uh tuesday so we're going to get into it it's 11 games deep and we will begin with the colorado avalanche taking on the washington capitals this road trip from hell uh, continues for the and I say that because they haven't been any good on this road trip so far. The Avalanche minus one ninety, uh, road favorites six the total here in this game. Look, after what I've seen from the Avs the last few games, you know, especially after what I saw against Florida, I'm like, man, we may have to just leave this team alone until they get back home, you know, before we're ready to, you know, maybe trust them or expect an A level performance from this team. And they do still have one more game on this road trip. After this, they go to Tampa Bay uh, on Thursday night uh, to face the lightning. And then finally they get back home to ball arena in Denver to host Arizona uh, on Sunday night. But it has been a very difficult road trip. Uh, they have played four games out of the break. Oh, and four in those games, Rangers, devils, hurricanes, uh, Panthers and a four nothing shutout as well to the uh, pan loss to the Panthers uh, in that game. But when I look at this situation here, 
is Colorado really going to go 0-5 on this road trip? And are they really going to lose to a team that I think is finally hitting the shits as I thought they would? Uh, the Washington Capitals, you know, a team that nobody thought much of anything uh, going into uh, this season. And Washington greatly outperformed and greatly overachieved, you know, for a large part between October and I would say mid-January. But since mid-January, this team has just won one hockey game in their last eight, one and seven you know, for this Capitals team in their last eight games. Um, so, you know, you look at this situation for Washington and Man, if there's ever, even for a team that has got this 12 and 16 road record, you know, like the Avalanche do, if this is a this is a spot you got you got to get the job done. You are better than this Washington team. There's no question about that. Uh, but again, their road issues concern me. The power play has this is a team with that's loaded up front. We know that they should have no problem at least getting a goal uh, on most nights with the man advantage, or at least every couple of games to go four straight games without a power play goal 0 for 13 during that span when does that ever happen to the colorado avalanche so it's been bizarre to see that happening from them uh, here uh, in the uh, last few games uh but you know this washington i'll say this about washington though the effort was good against vancouver i thought they were a lot better against vancouver boston just gift wrapped that game for washington they didn't even show up to play that game against the uh, Capitals on Saturday. I thought, you know, Vancouver was game. Vancouver was locked in. They lost a tough one to Detroit the game before, and Washington stuck with them. So we'll give them credit for that. Um, but, you know, I look at this um, uh, going into this game. I don't want to lay this price with Colorado. I'm not laying this price with Colorado, but uh, I do like their team total. I think that's the best way to approach this. You know, where we could see one of those games where they score four and they win four three or four two, or maybe they lose five four. Because, you know, the crazy thing about Colorado is, you know, they've also struggled at times defensively on this road trip. They've given up four more in the last three games to the uh, Panthers, Canes, and the Devils. They've given up 14 goals in the last three games. It's not exactly what you want to see. But you look at series history, they've won three straight over Washington. Last year, when they went to DC, they shut out this team and, and beat them four nothing. Uh, they beat them in Colorado 3-2 last year as well. And then just a few weeks ago in Denver, it was a 6-2 win uh, for the Avalanche in that game. So for me, I'm just keeping it simple here. I lean over full game, but I'm keeping it simple here. Majority of my uh, financial uh, stance here is going to be on the Avs team total over three and a half at a really good price actually here. Uh, even money, you can even get a plus money uh, with that over three and a half at most books right now. Uh, Maddie, what do you think here? Colorado, Washington. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I'm definitely not laying minus 190 on the abs right now. They look horrible. Watson looks like they're taking a skid. Um, you can always throw a prop on Ovi. He looks like he's heating up a little bit, which is good to see um, if you're if you're following that record. But, yeah, I mean, I think, if anything, I, I lean over here, which maybe makes me, you know, first period over. I, I typically like to split that up. Um, I don't hate the abs team total over. It's just, I don't know if this is going to be a 5-2 Caps game, 5-2 Avs game. Uh, so I may just just take the over and just hope the first period over hits because that sets it up, you know, nicely for the, the full game over. Um, but, yeah, I just since the All-Star break, I can't really trust the Avs, especially on the road. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, the, the price isn't good enough for me to take the Caps to beat the Avs, you know, knowing on paper that, they're definitely an inferior team in my opinion. Um, so yeah, maybe just the over in this game um, at six 
it looks like you can get it, you know, minus 110, somewhere in that range. So pretty good, pretty good pay. Um, and, you know, obviously being the six, you've always got the chance for a push. So it's, you know, no harm, no foul. This is a head scratcher, by the way, with Carberry going with Lindgren. Lindgren is awful right now. Lindgren has not played well. He's finally reverted back to, you know, a borderline AHL goaltender, uh, Charlie Lindgren. And you got Darcy Kemper, who, you know, Colorado said to him, you know what, we'll move on from you. You didn't want to put Kemper in there against his old team here. Uh, that's a little peculiar to me, uh, this goaltending goal decision here by the uh, Capitals tonight to go with a struggling, and I mean struggling, Charlie Lindgren. Like, it's been quite the fall from grace for him. It's one of the actually uh, very impressive stories of the early season. When Washington was having that unexpected start to the season, a lot of it was, you know, Charlie Lindgren playing great, but he has not been that same goalie. Yeah, he was in net for that shutout against Boston. A broomstick, all right, could have gotten a shutout in net uh, against that Boston team uh, the other night. Uh, that's how bad the Boston Bruins were against uh, Washington Saturday afternoon. So, Let's calm down with, oh, Lindgren's back. He got a shutout. Bullshit. You know, that was um, Boston just didn't even show up to play a hockey game uh, on Saturday afternoon. Let's see if he can do it tonight against what you would think coming off of a shutout loss would be, you know, a Colorado team that's pretty pissed off uh, and uh, wanting to salvage at least one. And usually historically with my handicapping stance with these road trips, when a team hasn't won on the road trip, and they're getting toward the end of that road trip, we do see the sense of urgency rise. It's not like they're looking to say, you know, punt the rest of the road trip today and tonight against Washington and then Tampa on Thursday uh, and go back home. So uh, we'll see how it goes here for them. But, um, you know, Washington's struggling right now. They're there for the taking. We'll see if Colorado can step up to the plate. All right, Los Angeles and Buffalo. Uh, we've got the Kings minus 135 uh, road favorites, six the total here in this game. Um, as far as uh, Buffalo is concerned, Uko Pekka-Lukanen confirmed uh, as their starting goaltender, uh, a Sabres team that, you know, trying to trying to put a streak together. But I don't know if this team's got it in them to do that uh, with uh, the inconsistency we've seen all year from them. Uh, their first two games out of the break, they lose to Maddie's Dallas Stars 2-1. to one. Ottinger, though, saved the day, if you remember, in that game uh, against uh, the Stars there. I mean, Buffalo outshot, outplayed the Stars, but... You know, it ended up being a situation where Ottinger was just immense uh, in that game. And then, of course, they lose to St. Louis in the ABC Saturday game, 3-1 to one at home uh, against the Blues. Uh, the injuries, there's are some key ones here. Samuelson on the blue line, Jack Quinn still out. And now Owen Power uh, also out for the uh, Buffalo Sabres as well, week to week with a hand injury. So that's not going to make matters any easier right now for the Sabres. Meanwhile, we've got L.A., and we saw we wanted to see that enthusiasm. We wanted to see that coach bump. We wanted to see how this team came out in the first game with uh, Jim Hiller behind the bench against the red-hot Edmonton Oilers, and they played one hell of a game. They did. I mean, they, were, they, they, they looked like the old Kings again. They generated enough offensively. They got back to their staunch team defense, and they got a good performance in net from Riddick. Not just good. He was really good, David Riddick. Uh, in that win against the Edmonton Oilers the other night. So you would think David Riddick's back in tonight. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but you would expect him to get the first game of this road trip here tonight for the Kings. And this is a big road trip for them. You know, they're right on the fringe of the playoffs. Uh, they got to go through after Buffalo tonight. They got to play at New Jersey and with the Devils playing, you know, a little bit better lately. And they have Jack Hughes back. That won't be easy. Then you got at Boston's not going to be easy. At Pittsburgh, we're battling for their playoff lives. So this is going to be a very um, tricky road trip for L.A. because you're playing teams with a lot at stake and a lot on the line and good teams 
in a lot of aspects, but LA needs to put a win streak together. I'm on the Kings here, minus 135 uh, in this game. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I said if they beat Edmonton, we're going to look to maybe get on this and, and, and get behind this LA Kings team game in and game out, see if they can rip off two, three, four, five, six games in a row, six wins in a row uh, with the uh, new coach here, Jim Hiller, because I liked a lot of, of LA's game the other night. I really do. I thought they played extremely well uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, by far the best they have looked as a team in weeks. And look, the another little element to this game here tonight, LA had a sickening, despicable loss to this very Buffalo Sabres team at home January 24th when they were in the throes of their struggles and their and their just their downfall uh, and the free fall, if you will, uh, in the waning days with Todd McClellan, where they remember they had a three to one lead, I believe, in that game against Buffalo and they lost five three uh, at home. It was just a few weeks ago. So it's actually a little revenge spot here for the LA Kings as well. Revenge spot for the better team. I think this team has the ability to get on a little bit of a roll now with the coaching change. That was as good a performance as I've seen in weeks from them with uh, LA against Edmonton. So I'll ride them here, especially with the price being reasonable enough. You know, minus 150 is my cutoff point. So I'll take them minus 135 here. And I'll also sprinkle a little on the Kings team total uh, over as well. Uh, I have more on the money line here because with the Kings, they could win 4-1, 4-2. They could also win 2-1, 3-1 uh, in this game as well with you know their ability to defend when they're on their game. So that's why with my percentage here, I'm probably going to go 75-25 split. 75 money line, 25 on that uh, Kings team total, uh, which is uh, over 3.5 at plus 124. Uh, Matt, what do you think here, King Sabres? Yeah, this is almost a pass game for me. I may throw a little bit on the Kings because I do agree. I think they you know, win this game. Um, but with Buffalo, it's, it's just so inconsistent that they're in a seven, three game, you know, they're in a tight two, one game with Dallas, you know, their goalie plays great. Um, and then, you know, they lose seven, three or win seven, three. I, it's just kind of all over the map. The Kings obviously have been playing better um, as of late, um, which is good to finally see after, I mean, they couldn't really play any worse than they were playing before the break. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate the over here at six, to be honest. Um, I think there's, you know, maybe a situation where I'd look at it, uh, live and see if I could get it maybe at five and a half, five or 10 minutes into the game. Um, but yeah, I'll probably pass on majority of this game. I would, I would definitely lean LA. Um, if you are looking at a side, I, I think the Kings get the dub. Um, but yeah, probably a pass for me. God damn it. There we go. I'm going to rock with uh, PLD uh, again for goal. I mean, we, we, it was, a, it was one, one of the great things about Saturday was uh, cashing that uh, goal prop with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Looked a little revitalized, I'm telling you that, uh, right now with that coaching change the first game. Now, consistency's always been his problem all season long. But, you know, we cashed a big PLD goal prop against uh, Edmonton. I'll come back to it. Fiala is a good option. I know someone mentioned that in the uh, chat as well. Uh, I could definitely see that uh, in this game for L.A. Uh, as far as a goal prop is concerned. Uh, and, uh, you know, Quinton Byfield as well. I could see him being rejuvenated here a little bit. And I noticed that against Edmonton. I also want to mention, even though I like the uh, Avs team total in the game against Washington, I forgot to mention, I'm going to ride the wave with Ovechkin there. Now he's on this goal, you know, heater now, uh, you know, and the prices are still close to plus 200 at some spots for him to score. So 
uh, definitely I would take a look in that direction as far as that's concerned. All right, Columbus and Ottawa. We've got the uh, Sens minus 180. How about this price? Senators getting some respect here. Minus 180 home favorite, seven uh, being the total here in this game. You know, you got an Ottawa team coming off the rivalry, the Battle of Ontario, and we know what happened at the end of that game with the Riley cross-check to the side of the head of uh, Ridley Gregg uh, after the uh, slap shot empty net goal uh, that he scored for the Ottawa Senators in that game. Obviously, a, uh, an emotional ending to that game, a big win for the Senators. There is a little letdown factor potential here for Ottawa coming off of a game like that, but I don't know if I trust Columbus to step up and take advantage of it. This is a struggling team. Danil Tarasov in net hasn't been all that effective. Uh, he's starting tonight. You've got Shinikov out, which is a huge loss. Adam Fantilli, the rookie's had a good season. He's out uh, as well, of course, for the uh, Blue Jackets right now. Um, so that's the tricky part in this game. I really don't know if I want much to do with it. I'd lean maybe team total over on Ottawa. Maybe a first period, both teams to score, as Raymond says in the chat. I think that's good. I think that is worth a look, both teams to score first period. I like that. I could see Ottawa being a little dopey defensively for early part of this game, coming off the big Toronto win. That was an emotional bubbling cauldron, you know, at the end of that game. Uh, and we know with Columbus, trust them early, don't trust them late. Their third period goal differential stinks. It's absolutely abysmal their third periods all season long. So if you're going to trust Columbus to do anything, trust them early. So maybe they can pounce on Ottawa, get in on the board in the first 20 minutes. Certainly Ottawa's capable of doing that uh, against this Columbus defense and their goaltending of Tarasov, which is very suspect. I mean, I'll bring up the exact numbers on Tarasov. They're not good. 3.79 goals against, 881 save percentage. By the way, Anton Forsberg making the start here tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators groin injury. He's been out for a long time, hasn't played since January 11th, so over a month ago. Uh, we'll see how he fares. His numbers are okay, but they're not great. 3.35 goals against, 889 save percentage, but I'm not betting overs at seven. You guys know that. We'll wait for something live, but I will definitely be interested in a live over and a live maybe first period over too, because even the first period over is too damn pricey right now. That's the problem. And um, so you're going to have to wait for something a little bit better uh, in game right now, as far as both of those are, as far as the first period over and the full game over. Like first period over is minus 180. I'm not laying that price. And I'm definitely not taking over seven. So this is going to be live betting, uh, Alex B. Smith approach, uh, if you will, for me with the uh, first period and or full game over. I do like both teams to score in this game. And maybe I get involved, but maybe the Sens team total over. But that's it. I definitely don't want to lay minus 180 with Ottawa coming off the spot uh, with them, uh, with that Toronto game. But they're playing well. Three wins in a row. You can tell now that they've been on this extended homestand. They're starting to get some traction, starting to get some footing. And even though the playoffs are a pipe dream still for this Ottawa team, don't tell them that. They're probably going to have the effort of a team that's in a playoff race, even though they're still way out of it. You know, that's the sense I'm getting right now from the Senators. Uh, they're definitely showing signs of improvement, which I figured at some point they would here under Jacques Martin, who, of course, as we know, is a very experienced head coach. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Matt? Columbus, Ottawa. Yeah, this is one of those games where I feel pretty confident in Ottawa. I feel confident there's going to be goals, but there's just no real value um, in the pregame bets. Um, I'm not going to lay 180 on it. Coming off that game, there's all this – uh, media going on about Riley Gregg and you know there's a lot of distractions so I, I could totally see Columbus you know getting this win on the road um, 
but yeah, just not a ton of value. I think I'm also going to take the Alex P. Smith approach and try and live this over. Maybe there's no goals in the first 10, 12 minutes. You get it down to six, maybe even five and a half. I think there's a ton of value in that, but uh, not going to lay a seven. As you mentioned, the first period over is almost minus 200. So definitely not worth taking that um, on the off chance that it is a slow start. Um, so maybe a live over here, but yeah, nothing really on the side, just given the value. I think Ottawa takes care of business, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll see uh, how it uh, goes here, but it looks like uh, for props, there's a bunch. I like Voronkov. Good luck. Uh, I think Voronkov's one of those guys going to have to step up even more. Not only was he in de decent form as it is, but I think when you look at Voronkov, you know, he's going to have to even do more offensively with the Fantilli and Shinikov injuries right now for the Jackets. So I like that look. Shane Pinto, I'm going back to the well with him uh, once again uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, goals in back-to-back -back games against the Red Wings and the uh, Leafs. How about five points in the last two games for uh, the Rambler Gambler known as Shane Pinto? Uh, five points in the last two games. Maybe an over one and a half points with Pinto. Why not? Multi-point games in two straight for him uh, at this point in time. So um, yeah, Pinto is is where it's at right now. Uh, he's been uh, heating up big time for the uh, Ottawa Senators. I think my favorite bet in this game would be that first period, both teams to score. I really think we got a chance to see 1-1. Remember, this is going to be the first period of game action for Anton Forsberg and net for Ottawa in over a month. Is he really going to put up a brick wall, be on top of his game, be uh, a, a, a razor sharp right on top of his game at the absolute best uh, early in the game? I'm not so sure. And Columbus scores goals early. And their their best their best play has always been first period, second period, and they get worse, you know, as the game goes on. So uh, that first period, both teams to score, I do like that quite a bit. All right, Anaheim and Montreal. We've got uh, Montreal minus one fifteen uh, home favorites in this game, six and a half being the total. This is a tricky one. I mean, Anaheim. How many more times does Anaheim have to you know hurt me uh, before I learn my lesson? Well, I, I was going to bet any team against Edmonton in that spot. Edmonton coming off the history, the history snapping loss, uh, history, uh, yeah, history snapping loss at the potential streak there that they were going for. They were looking for history. Uh, Anaheim, look, Anaheim right now, if you're going to bet the Ducks, because this defense and goaltending of theirs is a fucking crapshoot right now. You don't know what you're going to get night in and night out from it. Um, and right now it looks like John Gibson is day-to-day, -day, so there's a potential we see Lukas Dostal uh, in that here tonight, lower body injury right now for uh, Gibson. He had to leave the Edmonton game because of that. Dostal had to finish. Dostal's expected, but it's not confirmed. It's going to be Caden Primo uh, getting the nod tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens in this game. He's another one where you never know what you're going to get one game to the next year with uh, Caden Primo. Because uh, you look, he gave up uh, five goals the last start he made at Ottawa. Uh, he gave up two goals after that. Uh, and pretty solid in that performance as well uh, against the uh, Flyers. I think they lost in a shootout, but he played well uh, in that game. And then he gives up four before that against Carolina. So just very up and down, as evidenced by his stats, four and five, 3.36 goals against average, and an 899 save percentage uh, this season for um, Caden Primo. So just goes right in line with it as far as, you know, his up and down uh, nature. I think I would lean over. In this game, uh, you got two bad teams, two teams way out of the race, way out of the playoffs. Neither team can really be trusted defensively at the moment on a consistent basis. Uh, obviously, with the uh, Montreal Canadiens, they just gave up a seven spot 
Super Bowl Sunday afternoon on home ice to the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, they have given up pretty consistently three or more goals. Uh, in fact, they have given up three or more goals to the opponent here, seven of their last eight games. That's not what you want to see. Anaheim, meanwhile, you know, they've given up five goals at least in half of their last 10 games. And that's something you don't want to see either. Uh, 4-3 in, uh, in Anaheim uh, earlier this season when these teams played uh, in Anaheim. Last year in Montreal, we saw 5-2 Ducks. That went over. Four of the last five games have gone over the total with these two teams. So this is probably a both teams to score first period slash over six and a half kind of game for me. Maybe first period over two, but you do have to lay a price with that. Uh, but both teams to score, I think, is live again here. First period over six and a half as well. I don't want to trust either side. I don't want to trust Anaheim, and they're banged up too. Let's not forget that. Uh, Kalorn's on IR. Minchikov's on IR. Zegris is back on IR. Montreal's got their injuries, too, with Doc and Brendan Gallagher, uh, which is suspension, uh, and uh, Dvorak on IR. Harvey Pinard just went on IR. So to me, it would be, you know, you don't trust either team to keep it out. So you look at overs. You don't look at a side because I think this is just too much variance here. It could go either way. Hard to trust either team. I will say this. Situationally, I would probably lean Montreal because that was such an embarrassment for them. Sunday against St. Louis, 7-2 loss to the Blues. Uh, Marty Saint-Louis read them the riot act after that game, so you would expect probably a good response from them, but they are really depleted. They are really, really a tough team to lay a price with. Maybe as a dog, yeah, but not as a favorite. Am I interested in laying a price with Montreal right now, uh, even if they're amped up following a pretty shoddy performance against St. Louis? What do you think here in this one, Matt? Anaheim, Montreal. Oh, you're muted. Whoops. That's um, all right. Happy. <laughs> Many times. It's like, the old, it's like the old beginning of work from home days where every coworker was on mute on Zoom calls and you know, no one could figure it out. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, I agree with you here on the sides. As you get to this point in the season, me personally, I never like taking sides on games of two teams that are super out of it, um, you know, kind of dwindling, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. Um, you know, things like that. They play into, you know, the game and, and the pace of play. I do like the over here because both teams do tend to give up a lot of goals. Um, and one thing that, you know, maybe doesn't get thought about that much, and it's a little early to be thinking about it being as it's just February. Um, but these guys do have a lot of incentive bonuses in their contracts, you know, goals, assists, points, you know, different things like that. And, you know, if you're on the Ducks, what better night to get a couple points than against the Montreal team that just gave up seven to uh, St. Louis. So, you know, there's, they're going to play games against teams like Dallas or Toronto or, you know, teams that are at the top Vancouver that are trying to gun for a playoff spot that aren't going to be given up, you know, cheap goals where as two teams out of the playoffs, that's something to think about. Um, so I love the over here. I'll probably take the first period over as well. Uh, it's not great value, but, you know, I could see a couple goals really quick in this game. So I don't want to run the risk of waiting for it live. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I definitely prefer totals looks here than sides uh, when it comes to this game. There are a couple props I like. Um, if you look at Anaheim, I'm seeing the, usually with the up and with the up and down nature of their lineup. Right, it looks like McTavish is going to be good to go. There was even some talk McTavish might miss this game for Anaheim, but it looks like he's in. He's probably worth a look. You know who's heating up for Anaheim? Ryan Strome. 
Three goals in the last three games for Anaheim. He's probably worth a look. He's with Carlson and Adam Henrique on the top line. And my number one prop on the Montreal side of the equation is Uri Slavkovsky. He is finally starting to roll. This number one overall pick. This kid is starting to figure it out. Four goals in the last four games. Five-game point streak for Uri Slavkovsky as well. Right now for this Canadiens team. Uh, absolutely outstanding value right now um, with the uh, props on him right now. And look, he's playing with good players too, you know, and he's fine. He's been now with Suzuki and Caulfield on that top line long enough that he's finally getting that chemistry rolling with them. Took long enough, took, took a lot of time for it to finally get rolling, but it finally is right now uh, for Uri Slavkovsky uh, right now for the Montreal Canadiens. Good to see it as well for him because long overdue for him to start looking like that number one overall pick. Uh, and he really is starting to percolate right now. All right, St. Louis Blues and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto minus 210, minus 220 home favorites. Six and a half the total in this game. I am so damn sick of hearing about the Morgan Riley hearing. I mean, my goodness, you would think we're waiting on the O.J. Simpson trial for crying out loud with all the fucking attention and scrutiny and discussion it's getting. Calm down, folks, please. Goodness gracious, I can't take it anymore listening to all the hubbub. Blah, blah, blah. It was bad what he did. It was good what he did. He should only get one game. He should get six games. He should get the book thrown at him. He should get no games. Maybe throw the damn book at my head, knock myself out so I don't have to hear about this crap till it goes past and, and, gets, and, and, and it finally gets over with. Holy mackerel, can't take it. Uh, but finally, I think where this whole situation is going to come to an end uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, he's supposed to have a virtual hearing uh, today with the uh, player of, with the Department of Player Safety uh, with the NHL offices. So we'll see how that uh, plays out here uh, with him. We know he's not going to play tonight, obviously, and he'll be, he is going to get something, I'm sure. It's just a question of how many, uh, you know, how many uh, games it is. I mean, my goodness, um, you know, it was, um, like I said, I, I actually love how he responded. I love the response is what I love. I love that he sees the guy slap it into the empty net slap shot clapper, which was not necessary. And he says, not on our fucking watch. Are you going to do that to us? You know, it was not necessary for uh, Ridley Gregg to do that. And I like that he went after him, but man, you don't, that's just not the way to go after him. You know, punch the guy, you know, grab him by the scruff of the neck and throw him down to the ice or something. That's the way you do it. You don't ram a stick up the, up to the side of the head of the guy and cross check him with it. That's the mistake that was made by Morgan Riley. The response was great. The emotion that he showed following that was a good thing. It's the way he responded that's the issue. I mean, you just can't do that with the stick uh, to upside the head like that. Uh, so that's the way I stand. I've stood on that incident right from the very beginning. I love the res that Morgan Riley responded and was angry and was pissed and showed some fucking emotion finally from that Leafs team. But what I did not like was, you know, a cross check upside the head is just, that's too far. You know, you can't do that. You know, punch him a few times, you know, wail on him a little bit, regret, you know, throw him down to the ice, something, anything but that. And that's where Morgan Riley made the mistake. Uh, right there. Uh, but as far as uh, this game goes, look, he's not going to play. And, you know, Toronto's really scrambling, Matt, on the blue line right now because, you know, it's likely he's not playing tonight. So you've got some shuffling going on back there. It looks like tonight you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have Brody, Lilligren, Benoit McCabe, Giordano, William Lagason is going to be back in on that blue line tonight. And by the way, Martin Jones has got, I don't know, a minor injury or an illness of some kind. So he's unavailable. Samsonov is going to start this game anyway. For Toronto, but they've killed up the Hildebeest, Dennis Hildeby, 
uh, to back up uh, Ilya Samsonov tonight for this game. On the blue side of the equation, man, uh, don't 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 tell this team they were left for dead weeks ago. They're not playing like it right now. Uh, my goodness, St. Louis. How about seven and one in their last eight games? Two and zero oh since the All Star break. Now, granted, Buffalo and Montreal. That's not exactly. That's the sisters of the poor schedule right there. If I've ever seen one. Uh, but nevertheless, it was two good wins against teams you should beat. If you're serious about being a wild card team in the Western Conference, have to win a game like that or two games like that. Uh, and St. Louis was able to. Um, I'm not laying this price against St. Louis right now. Hell no, not a chance. Uh, and if you actually look at series history, Blues have been a thorn in Toronto's side repeatedly. In fact, St. Louis, 7-3 and three in the last 10 meetings. And look at the ownage here in Toronto. Are you kidding me? They've won five straight here in the big smoke in T.O., the T-dot, the six. St. Louis has won five straight in Toronto, 5-0, and oh, their last five trips uh, to Toronto. Uh, they've won uh, two of the last three. Uh, and it's worth noting, too, these uh, teams split last year. Both games went to overtime and or, and or a shootout. Toronto won in St. Louis 5-4 last year. St. Louis won in Toronto 6-5. Uh, in a, a shootout last year. We've actually seen five straight overs head-to-head between these two teams, but I don't know if I, I, I'm going to bet the over small because of series history, but I don't love it, and here's why. Everything that I'm hearing from the Leafs after the Ottawa game is defense, defense, defense. We've got to be better in our own end. We've got to clean this thing up. We cannot be giving up the chances and having the breakdowns in our own zone that we're having right now. I really think there's a serious attention to the defensive side tonight for the Leafs, and that's what worries me a little bit about this over. I'm betting it because of series history, but I don't love it. It's a small bet for me. What I do like here is the old dog and draw split. I'm going to take St. Louis plus one. It's just too much of a price. They've done well in Toronto historically, and the draw as well. This is my first draw bet on the card because I think it's really got a shot. St. Louis doesn't care that the Leafs get points. The Blues don't care that the Leafs get points in this game. The Leafs don't care if the Blues get points in this game. They're in opposite conferences. We've seen both games last year between these two teams go beyond regulation. So St. Louis plus 180 and the draw, which I think you can get around plus 350 uh, right now uh, in this game. Uh, Dog and draw split here. Blues and draw. Little bit on the over six and a half here as well uh, in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Blues, Leafs. That's an interesting take uh, on the draw. I, I, especially given the fact that they're in different conferences, that's always something I think about. You know, who gives a shit if they get you know one point on the other end, not affecting us in the playoffs or anything like that. Um, and I didn't. Holy shit! I'm looking at the wrong book. I forgot to look at FanDuel, Matt, with the draw. FanDuel's got it at plus four hundred. Holy, that's a great price! Wow. Wow, and they both went to overtime last year. So both St. Louis Toronto games last year. Yep, went to overtime or a shootout. Yep, definitely worth a sprinkle. Um, and and I like the over. Um, I know you're not completely sold on it. It's more series history, but I could see this being a three-three game. You know, Toronto's starting to heat up offensively a little bit. Their big guns have scored in the last couple games, um, but they're going to give up a couple goals, no doubt. So. Um, especially given how St. Louis has played. I, I would be shocked if this is like a 1-1 game going to overtime. I, I think it'll be more like a 3-3-4-4 type game. Um, I'm seeing on some books you can get six at like minus 140. Um, if you're nervous about it, you can you know always take that instead of the six and a half. But I, I like the six and a half here. 
don't really like either side just from a value perspective. I mean, Toronto at home, not laying 220 on them. I could see St. Louis plus 180 being being worth the value, um, especially if you're going to sprinkle it on the draw. Then, you know, hopefully you hit one and get, you know, your money back plus some. Um, but, yeah, I I don't love either side, on uh, in my opinion, but um, it's hard to bet against St. Louis plus 180 on, a, a, you said, seven in a row, seven and one? Seven and one the last eight games for St. Louis overall. Yep. And they've won five straight in Toronto. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, I okay mean, it's pass, hard to my not friend. take. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to not take plus 180, um, you know, yep. given how they're playing. Um, but I do think Toronto will sort of rally around Riley in a sense. Um, I am worried know, about eight. that a little bit. That the win-one for the Gipper type of mindset takes hold here. For yeah, the and he's getting and suspended. If, he's getting, you know, but they they love what they saw from him and step up the first game without him. Although it's and it's funny, Allen Stat. It's it's true. I remember when he was out last year. Everyone thought, wow, what a huge hole that is on the blue line without Morgan Riley. Look at the record without him: fourteen two and one for the Leafs last year without Morgan Riley. I think some of that's a little random. Some of that's a little happenstance. Sure. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Morgan Riley, we don't need that guy. He's not. He's an overrated for defenseman. Sure. <laughs> of course not. And he's having his best season, I think, in years right now uh, for the Leafs. But it's just an odd stat. I agree. It's an odd stat. It's not a, uh, a sign of maybe things to come without him. You know, I wouldn't say, oh, 14-2-1 last year without Morgan Riley. They're going to rip off a bunch of wins for as long as he's suspended here. For these next few games, I think you got to be careful if you fall into that mindset. Yeah, and I think you know he—it's looking like he's going to get. I'm seeing five, six. Do I think that's a little heavy? Sure, you know we don't have to get into all that, but um, you know I think it'll the the hype of playing for him will fade if he does get five or six games. But Put it this way, first Matt, game if, back, they, if they show up home. tonight and they win, if they show up and they win tonight, Toronto, and it's win one for the Gipper, rally around this whole yeah, Riley suspension, exactly. and they play. And look, they're not happy about the way they played against Ottawa. You're going to get Toronto's effort tonight for sure, 100%. But we're betting prices here. We're betting numbers. We're not betting teams. And to me, I'm, I'm happy, win or lose, taking plus 180 with St. Louis. I am. And sure. And cool. knowing their history in Toronto, yep, and how good yep. it's been. So there you go. But it's a fascinating game. Like I, the Leafs are like if the St. Louis Blues win tonight, this is going to be a deal where they win because they capitalize on their chances and they just they were the better team. It's not going to be because I think they outwork or the effort's greater for St. Louis. Toronto's bringing it tonight. I have zero doubt about that, and that's the thing that worries me a little bit. But I'm not as worried when I'm taking a plus one eighty. You know at that kind of a price range with a team playing like St. Louis, who's won five straight in this building uh, as well. There are some props I like here. Matthew Nyes, someone that's going to have to step up. He scored the other night and finally against Ottawa. You know what that's like. Talented kid playing with Matthews and Marner. He gets that goal, weight off his back, uh, you know, monkey off his back, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now maybe he gets on a little bit of a hot streak there for the Leafs. So I think that's a solid look right there. Uh, and then for St. Louis, you got a lot of the, now St. Louis has a lot of these uh, situations here where you got all these Canadian kids and Toronto kids coming back home and they always want to play well, but Robert Thomas would want to play well. Cairo will want to play well. Won't you be my neighbor? We're going to, uh, we I took him against Montreal the other night, Jake neighbors, man, is he heating up again for the uh, St. Louis blues right now? No question about that. So uh, definitely some good options there. Nyes on the Toronto side is probably my favorite. Uh, and then on St. Louis, Cairo, 
Robert Thomas, uh, and of course, Jake Neighbors, who has just been terrific lately. Again, he's really, uh, he had a little bit of a cold streak briefly, but he's on the beam again for the uh, St. Louis Blues of late. All right, Tampa Bay and Boston. Bruins minus uh, 160 home favorites, uh, six the total here in this game. I don't mind the Blues team total at that price, uh, energized. It's not a bit, not bad to look in that direction. Boston asked, I'm sure of it, Boston's showing up tonight. You don't have to tell Brad Marchand, David Posternock, Charlie Coyle, uh, DeBrusque, uh, all those veterans on that team, that they were absolute ass, that they were absolute shite uh, on Saturday afternoon against the Washington Capitals, that they were absolutely atrocious, abysmal. It's not a matter of they didn't just, it wasn't just that they didn't play well against Washington. It's like they didn't even care to play that game. Like there was just zero effort, zero intensity. You know, zero, you know, uh, zero care, it felt, to win and play an NHL hockey game on Saturday afternoon. That's what it looked like. That's how bad they were. They couldn't even string a damn tape-to-tape pass together at any point in that game uh, on Saturday afternoon. That is how awful it was. Just no nothing. And they could barely gain the red line. They could ba- barely gain entry into the offensive zone against Washington uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon. So, you got to think after a game that absolutely putrid that the Boston Bruins respond the right way here. And Tampa Bay still stinks on the road. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, they lose to the Rangers. They lose to the Islanders. They beat the Jackets. Okay, they beat the Jackets. Big whoop. Um, you know, who cares? I mean, it's a game you should have won uh, against Columbus. Boston does respond here, and I think they respond early. I like first period puck line here on Boston. Uh, and I don't like minus 160. I don't love that price. I don't want anything to do with that, but I will take Boston first period puck line minus a half plus 165. I like the first period over in this game. That's the one thing about Boston games lately. I mean, prior to the Washington game, that is, but we've seen some first period overs. This kind of has that feel to it. Remember when they looked so awful against Calgary last week at home, first game after the break, then they had Vancouver rolling in and we were hoping for a Boston response, and they came out and they jumped on Vancouver and led 2-0 in the first period. That's what this kind of feels like to me. They pounced, because I could see a 2-0 type of first period here uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins tonight in this game. Then maybe Tampa gets themselves back into the game gradually as it goes on, but uh, I do think Boston comes out strong because they know they laid an absolute egg, an absolute freaking dud on Saturday afternoon of epic proportions uh, against the Washington Capitals. So Bruins puck line, first period, minus half, plus 165, and also first period over for me. Uh, those two looks, I, I I don't love the full game over as much. I don't. Because one thing we've seen from Boston, the Vancouver game, the Calgary game, the goals come early, they dry up later in the game. What do you think here in this one, Matt? Tampa Bay, Boston. Yeah. I love the first period over as well. I think Boston's going to come out hot. I think that puck line's not a bad play. Uh, My little brother wanted me to mention that his best bet is actually the game over. Uh, Just given this, uh, the last two games this season, there's been 10 goals and nine goals scored. uh, That's true. To those games. Um, That would be Ryan Robinson, by the way, for those of you wondering. Yeah, he he texted me this morning. He actually texted me last night. It was at six and a half. I was like, ah. I don't know if I love it at six and a half. Tampa's too wishy-washy on the road, but I could get behind it um, at, at that six price. Um, as you mentioned, I, I think Boston comes out strong, maybe scores a couple early. Maybe Tampa gets on the power play in the second. You know, next thing you know, it's 3-2. You know, you've always got the empty net chance. You know, maybe someone scores in the third, things like that. So 
Um, don't particularly want to lay 160 in case that Boston's last game was a reflection of how they're going to play for a little bit. I don't think that's the case, but I just, you know, I don't want to lay 160 knowing how bad they played this weekend. Um, but I do think they come out strong. So I think the first period puck line is a great play. I'll, I'll definitely be on the first period over, and then I'll probably sprinkle uh, the game over as well since since Ryan thinks it's uh, best bet in the night. Well, there you go. Ryan Robinson, best bet. Uh, and he's not even on the show today. Over uh, <laughs> over the six here. with uh, And there are sixes out there right now. Plenty of them. Um, so make sure you shop around if you like the over because there's six at multiple. This open six and a half in most books, but we have seen some under money here. Like I say, I like the goals early. I definitely favor the first period over. I like that a lot more than I like the full game over in this game and the Boston first period puck line as well uh, in this one. Seven and two, by the way, for the Bruins, their last nine against the Lightning. Four straight home wins uh, in Boston for the Bruins over the Lightning as well. Uh, And like I say, after that Washington game, you don't have to remind, you don't have to, Jim Montgomery will not have to tell this team how much better they have to be tonight compared to the Washington game. They know. They know that was just a complete and utter no-show. Uh, for them uh, against the uh, against the uh, Capitals on Saturday uh, afternoon. So uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, prop wise in that game, um, you know, when you look at the Bruins right now, yeah, Heinen is not a bad look. Uh, Heinen's been noticeable lately there, Cuban for the uh, Bruins. So you know, I definitely don't mind that. Uh, no question. Uh, I'm looking toward Frederick probably tonight because he and Frederick and Zaka more than anything on that second line. For the uh, Bruins, and then for Tampa Bay, if I'm going to look at one individual right now for them, probably would be Nick Paul, second line uh, with where he is in the lineup. Obviously, they're right now a lot of the damage is being done by their top players, uh, but Nick Paul does uh, interest me at least a little bit here. All right, Seattle Kraken and the New York Islanders uh, next up here. We've got uh, the Islanders minus one uh, sixty uh, home favorites in this game, uh, five and a half being the uh, total here. Uh, with the uh, Kraken uh, and the uh, Islanders. Should be interesting to see how this one uh, plays out. But I'll tell you what, right now, Matt, uh, it's not the right time to be trusting Seattle at the moment. They're going through some struggles. They didn't play that great going into the All-Star break either. And coming out of the break, they've gone 0-2, losses to the uh, Flyers and the Devils uh, coming out of the break. Now you're on a back-to-back situation as well uh, after the loss in New Jersey last night. So not an easy situation there. Now, the good news is, and John Massey has mentioned this many times, the Devils slash Islanders slash Rangers back-to-backs are not that taxing uh, at all. So it's a little bit big, better situation here. But I have to only look Islanders here. Uh, the, not, not at this price. Uh, I actually did bet them overnight when I believe the price still was below minus 150 uh, briefly. Uh, now I would look at a Islanders minus one. Uh, Islanders, yeah, probably Islanders regulation and or minus one, depending on which one you prefer. And I would probably look at an Islanders team total over uh, as well. In fact, I think if you're going to bet the Islanders now, the best value is that team total over for the uh, Islanders. It's three and a half at plus 130. It's a great price. Um, And I know this is a team that we know sometimes at times can struggle uh, to find the back of the net. But I definitely think tonight with Likely Philip Grubauer in net hasn't been confirmed, but I'm sure it's going to be him. He'll finally return. It's back to back. They need to give Decor to rest. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, by the way, in net, and you've got the Islanders coming off kind of a dud of of, of their own against Calgary uh, in their last game on Saturday, where they didn't really play all that well. Saturday afternoon against the uh, Calgary Flames, and this is a team that needs to respond after a defeat 
because their playoff hopes are hanging by a thread right now. So they need to respond following that 5-2 loss to the Flames. You know, they got a, a bit of a tired Seattle team rolling in here. If you're a little bit unsure of the three and a half, just like I mentioned yesterday with the Philadelphia team total, BetMGM has over three, minus 145 for the New York Islanders team total. I think that's that, I think that's the one I'll bet because I want the security of the three with that team total for the New York Islanders. So yeah, Islanders over three for me, minus 145. Probably a smaller sprinkle on the minus one in the uh, regulation as well. I just think it's a tough ask for Seattle. They're not playing great. Islanders need wins. Islanders were playing well before that Calgary game. Let's not forget they beat Toronto uh, last week in a very impressive fashion. Uh, and then they uh, won after that as well. Uh, they're against the, uh, I'm trying to think who they beat. Oh, yeah, I think it was Colorado. I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, it's, uh, no, it was um, Tampa. Tampa, six to two uh, right after that. So uh, they were playing well before Calgary upended them uh, on Saturday. So yeah, Islanders going to split small between minus one and reg. And plus that over three team total uh, on the Islanders tonight. What do you think here in this one, Matt? Seattle, New York Islanders. Yeah, I'm going to keep it simple and just stick to the system play of over five and a half. Um, I think Seattle's. Oh, yeah. Any five and a half you're betting over. That's right. Yeah. And there's a few exceptions out there um, on occasion. I don't like betting it. uh, If Hellebuck's in net and there's a slow scoring team on the other end, things like that. But, um, but yeah, I think. You know, Seattle's going to try and bounce back. It's not really like a back-to-back that deals with travel or anything like that. It's just probably taking the train or bus across town. So um, don't think that'll be a huge factor. Um, if anything, it might help them that they're still on the East Coast. I know that first game of the East Coast road trip is always tough for, for Seattle, Vancouver, teams like that. Um, so, yeah, I like the over here. I think the Islanders can score a few goals, especially if uh, – Grubauer is announced. If the court is announced, then I get a little weary and, you know, maybe try and live it at five. But um, as long as Grubauer is in, I'm just going to take the over here. I would lean towards the Islanders, but I just, I don't think it's worth the minus 160. Um, Seattle coming off a loss. Maybe they bounce back. Um, you know, don't want to, don't want to risk it with that price, but uh, definitely not going to bet on Seattle either, uh, just given how they've been playing lately. So, Grubauer's in over five and a half. It's really the only bet I'll take in this game. All right, good stuff there. All right, as uh, Matt Barzell props too, I like. Uh, go, go back to the well with him. Uh, I know Saturday was a tough day for him in the offense, but you know if the offense is going to do something right now, it looks like more than it, more than not, it's going to go through Barzell. He has played very well lately for the uh, Islanders. All right, next up, we've got, oh, this is always the part of the show Matt waits for uh, anxiously, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars. We've got the Stars minus 115 uh, home favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. This is a great game. I can't wait to watch this one. It's one of the better games on the slate. And I'm not just saying that to make Matt happy because he loves his Dallas Stars. This is legitimately a good game. Uh, here with these two teams. Two very good teams. Carolina's got cup aspirations in the East. Dallas has cup aspirations in the West. Uh, There's no reason this shouldn't be a really good hockey game. And uh, if we get the goaltending battle, I believe we are. We do are going to see it here. Pyotr Kochetkov and Jake Ottinger. These are two goalies that have the potential to be stalwarts in the NHL for the next five to ten years. No question. So I'm excited to watch this matchup. Uh, you've got, obviously, uh, by the way, an announcement today by Peter DeBoer. Ev- Evgeny Dodonov's going to be out uh, for an extended uh, period of time for the uh, Dallas Stars lower body fracture. 
so an indefinite absence for him. That's unfortunate. He was starting to heat up. I know he had a good game against, uh, I think it was Toronto uh, just recently. But, uh, yeah, he was starting to heat up. But, you know, they've got enough offense with uh, uh, Maddie Duchesne and Mason Marchment and Wyatt Johnston, my guy, who, you know, I'm betting the props again on WJ, Wyatt Johnston. There's no question. Uh, you know, go down the list, hints and, you know, and Robertson and Ben and Sagan. I mean, there's more than enough offense to go around. And not only do you have Haskin and now, but you got to respect Thomas Harley more and more the, watch, the more you watch this guy uh, continuing to especially pile up points. So goal and assist props right now for Thomas Harley. Definitely something to look at. So fascinating matchup here. You're right, Kevin. Great trend on Dallas, 9-1 and one to the over. I lean that way. I lean hard to the over here. But I also think this could be tight because both teams have that potential. Carolina has shown that propensity here the last couple of games to play a little bit tighter. Uh, and we know, I think that's ultimately the way they want to play. And I think the way they're now much more capable of playing with Pyotr Kochekov in net, as opposed to anti Ranta or the other guy, the other old stiff that's uh, not in there, Freddie Anderson, who's still on IR. So um, it's not a shoe in for me that this game goes over the total, but I will say this, Dallas has been an over machine on home ice. There's no denying that you look at every recent game for the, uh, Dallas Stars there in that arena. They've been going over that number. Uh, you actually look at series history with the uh, Canes and the Stars, and we have seen the overcash in four of the last six. Uh, the games in uh, Dallas, uh, there was a 4-3 overtime game a couple of years ago. Uh, there was uh, a 4-1. Uh, uh, there was actually a couple in Dallas have stayed under. The games in Carolina, the last two, have gone over. So I don't know. I'm just with the quality of these two tendies. And especially Ottinger's playing better now. He's had a, a couple of really nice appearances in a row. I think Kochetkov was very good against New Jersey. You can't ask for more. He shut him out. I, I, I'm going to tread lightly on this over. Maybe I sprinkle on it, but it's not something I'm saying, yeah, we really love this. It's one of my favorite bets on the card. That is not the case. What I do like even more than maybe a small little sprinkle on the over is the draw. I think this has overtime, screaming overtime potential with these two teams. A good, competitive, close, tight game. Uh, definitely one of my favorite draw bets. This is right up there with St. Louis, Toronto. One of my favorite draw bets tonight. Uh, Hurricanes and Stars uh, draw for me. What do you think here, Maddie? Dallas Stars, your team taking on Carolina. Yeah, obviously the over's been trending. Um, I'll definitely be sprinkling, sprinkling the, the game total over at six and a half and also the first period over. Um, but I completely agree. I think this this has playoff hockey written all over it. This is two teams that have cup aspirations, you know, think that they've got what it takes. Um, two goalies that have been playing well, especially as of late with Ottinger. He was a little shaky for most of the year, but seems like the All-Star game might have given him that boost of confidence to get back to, you know, where he potentially should be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I – I mean, I'm probably going to take a little Stars money line just because they're at home and it's it's almost a pick them here. But, um, you know, I think this is going to be a tight game. So I I wouldn't hate a little 4-3 overtime win for Dallas. Um, I saw in the chat uh, somebody mentioned Pavelski as uh, due for a goal. I think that's a pretty good prop to take. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the lineups, but I know that they're kind of putting him back and forth with that uh, with Henson Robertson. If he's back on the top line, I think that's a great prop to take because he's been he's been getting beat up. He's been getting his chances. I think he's he's due to pocket one tonight. So um, definitely something to look at. But uh, but yeah, I think 
you know, I know I'm biased and it's always Dallas, you know, I'm always on the money lines or, oh, there's going to be a ton of goals or whatever. Um, but I do think, you know, just looking at the slate, this is one of the better games of the night. So um, definitely we'll be tuned in and, and hoping for some goals, but I think it's going to be tight. So we'll see if, if it's a slow start, maybe you can jump in at five and a half. Um, but if there's a couple goals early, you know, it's going to probably be a, a five, four type game. Um, so I think the first five minutes will really show, you know, what type of game it's going to be. I swear. It's like, there's some kind of fucking, you know, what is that? In the Jetsons, all of a sudden there's that beam and it's all of a sudden attracts, uh, George Jetson or the kid Jetson to a, a certain planet or a certain place, uh, that old cartoon. <laughs> it's like that with Matt Robinson with the stars games on our, and I think Landon as well, who's a big, of course, Dallas stars fan. He just, I think it's just a, Look, obviously, it's just coincidence that he popped in the chat at this time. But Howdy Ice Familia just joins the chat right as we're talking about his Dallas Stars as well. How about that for timing right there? Yeah. It's almost like it's the Spidey Sense. That's what I'm thinking, the Spidey Sense. And it gets people's radar. And, oh, they're talking about Dallas. Better get on this. Check out the show and get in that chat. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And yeah. what's up to Lando? He's always on the uh, on the bedcast with us, repping the Dallas Stars. So, um, but yeah, it, I, I tend to do the same thing when I'm not on the show, but you guys are talking about Dallas and it's yeah. generally cause I'll have the show playing like through my speaker and I'll be doing stuff around the house. And then I hear the Dallas come up and I'm like, got to throw in my bets. Gotta, gotta let them know what I'm thinking. So, um, definitely see it happen quite a bit. Yeah, John, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it could go under even though. Yeah. I, I feel this game like it, it could. Uh, the goaltending number, like they just look like they're getting better goaltending with Kochekov. Not a shock, obviously, compared to Ronta or um, Anderson. And of course, Ottinger, look, he kind of up and down all year. But last few games, I've seen Ottinger. He's looked, uh, he's looked the part again uh, of the Jake we think could be an absolute beast come playoff time for this uh, Dallas Stars team. No question about that. Yeah, definitely. Of course, Lando. Just a coincidence, I know. Of course. I'm, I'm being funny. I'm joking when I say you, you, you tuned in just because we're talking Dallas. All right, next up, New Jersey and Nashville. Nashville minus 130, home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. I mean, big-time situational advantage for Nashville here. Rested team, staying at home. New Jersey on a back-to-back here after a, a win against Seattle last night. So, Big-time advantage for the uh, Preds as far as that's concerned. Uh, Vitek Vanacek should be a net tonight on the back-to-back because we saw Nico Dawes play well last night, so probably back to double V uh, in net for the Devils tonight. Should be Soros for Nashville. Uh, that last game for Nashville ended it turned into a quite the wild one uh, for them against the uh, Arizona Coyotes over the weekend. A wild back-and-forth game. They fell behind twice in that game, Nashville, but rallied back to win in overtime. Uh, by a score of 5-4. We'll see if that can carry over here to this game as they uh, fed off a big comeback effort against the Coyotes. Like I said, now back-to-back for this Devils team. Last time they did this, by the way, back-to-back, January 19th and 20th, they won the front end of the back-to-back, but they lost the uh, second half uh, of that uh, back-to-back. So, yeah, I would only lean Nashville here, but I don't I don't really love always going minus 130, taking Nashville as a favorite. I do this is another draw though that I do like. Uh, Devils and Predators. I think because again, we got East versus West. Neither team is that concerned that the other is going to get points uh, in this game. And again, we've seen overtime or a shootout in five of the last nine head-to-head meetings between the Devils and the Predators. 
Um, and Nashville's gone to overtime in two of the, their last three games. So very simple for me. Nothing but the draw here uh, with this one, Devils and Predators. Uh, Matt, what do you think here, Devils, Preds? Yeah, it looks like last matchup they had was 6-4. Obviously some scoring power. Um, with Vanacek in and, and Hughes back from injury, I lean over here, but I – I think it could tighten up towards the end of the game. So I think I'm going to go first period over on this one. Um, New Jersey, obviously making the trip in. Um, maybe there's some sloppy play early. They obviously haven't been as good defensively with Vanacek and net um, as like they were last night. Um, five straight losses on the back-to-back. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew it wasn't I, good. I, kinda... I, I know the last one they lost. So I knew it wasn't good. I didn't know it was five straight on the back-to-back. Good, 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 uh, good stat. Good info there, Kevin. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would lean Nashville as well. Um, maybe you take them in regulation if you feel pretty confident. If you're not going with a draw, obviously you don't want to contradict your bets. But uh, I could see it being a draw game. I could see it being like two-two at the end of the game. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it pretty basic and just maybe take that first spirit over. Hope to see Nashville come out hard, being at home, and then you know maybe New Jersey gives up two. Maybe they fight back and score one late. Um, I think. It's. Uh, I think I was looking, and both PKs are pretty pretty bad. So you know, if you get a couple power plays in that first period, I think it's very likely you get two goals. So that'll probably be my only play here. Um, if you like the draw, obviously take the draw. But if you like a side, I would take Nashville in regulation, get a little better odds. Yeah, yeah. Given those back to back numbers for New Jersey, I'm not on it. I'm not, I don't want New Jersey tonight. It would be predators or nothing but predators are a weird team to me uh it seems like the i don't back them a lot matt but it seems like when i do that's the time they don't show up that's the time they shit the bed you know so i don't really want to be uh, dealing with that too much as far as props tommy novak's eating up again for nashville four points in the last three games including a goal uh for them uh as far as new jersey goes um i would say dawson mercer he's you know just continues to find ways to make an impact Palat still on the top line. If that's the case, I'd maybe look in that direction as well uh, for the Devils. But those are a couple of the props that pique my interest there. All right, we're down to two games left for this monster Tuesday night slate. Vancouver and Chicago. We've got the uh, Canucks minus 290. Uh, road favorites here in the Windy City, five and a half the total. I don't utter this word very much on this show, but I'm going to utter it here. Pass. Nothing for me. Honestly, honestly, nothing, nothing for me on this game. Um, you know, I, you know, I, how I feel about this Vancouver team. I think they're legit. I think they're going to be a factor in the Western conference. They're a legit Stanley cup contender right now. Uh, but right now, when I look at this, uh, game here tonight, Canucks Blackhawks, it's the, you know, with this road trips grinding on, they've played a lot of games now, Detroit, Washington on the back to back on the weekend, now you're playing Chicago tonight, and all Chicago does is work their fucking bag off every single night, even though they can't put a puck in the ocean right now as a hockey team. They definitely uh, they definitely have a strong defensive-minded work ethic night in and night out for Luke Richardson, and it keeps them in games. But it's one of those deals where this is not a spot I'm interested in Vancouver laying this kind of a number uh, as this road trip grinds on. And I believe for Vancouver – they finally go home after this. Um, and look, the last time they played here in Chicago, back in December, 4-3 for Vancouver. They had to work for it, you know, against this um, 
Chicago Blackhawks team. And then uh, Vancouver beat Chicago 2 nothing uh, back ho- at home in Vancouver a couple weeks ago. Again, with this Blackhawks team, they have the major rest advantage, three days off since they lost in overtime to the New York Rangers. I could I could see some people maybe in, interested in a draw here. I could see it. We did see, Van- hey, Washington took Vancouver uh, to overtime on Super Bowl Sunday. So maybe that's potential. So if I were to throw out something here that maybe I could recommend, I don't know if I'll bet it, but slightly into the draw. Nothing really other than that. There is a prop I like for this game, though, and I'll mention it in a few moments. So actually, I'm not totally passing, but I'm passing on the side in total. That's what I mean, to, just to be uh, specific. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Vancouver, Chicago. Yeah, there's just not really any value uh, in this game, at least on the start, on either the sides or the total. Um, maybe you take the total here and hope that Chicago can score a couple goals, but um, I just am not that confident in that at this time. I think, if anything, if you want a little value played, maybe you take Chicago money line here and, and hope they, they get it done. Um, you know, they're not – they're still NHL players. They're still going to win some games between now and the end of the season. How often it happens is probably not not too often. But, uh, but yeah, I think, if, if anything, you play that. It's not worth taking Vancouver even on the – on the puck line spread. Cause then if there's a late goal, you lose and you know, it's not even plus money. So I'll probably stay off this game completely. Um, maybe if you're feeling it right before puck drop, you take the first period over, hope there's a couple quick ones. Maybe Vancouver comes out hot. Um, but yeah, overall don't really like anything in this game. Yeah, it's a tricky one. There are a couple props though. There, you know, if you're going to bet anyone for Chicago, you're going to bet Nick Felino and or Jay Dick. Jason Dickinson, of course, is who I'm talking about. I mean, those are the ones that are really the two of the only ones that are scoring right now for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and on the flip side for Vancouver, look, if you are a Patreon member and you damn well should be, it's only $10 per month. You get all, and we'll talk about it more later in the show. And we promo Patreon as we always do. But if you are a Patreon member on Super Bowl Sunday, when I posted the card, you would have ca- at least seen that I was on a bargain bin special uh, for that Sunday slate that ended up cashing. Nils Hoaglander. And here he is starting to heat up again for the Vancouver Canucks. And I'm going back to the well with Mr. Hoaglander tonight, plus 460 uh, at Batano. Suter, who Cuban mentioned in the chat, you know, around plus 300 is worth a look, I think, too, uh, as well uh, in this game. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you parlay Jason Dickinson. That's a good one, Alan. And Niels Hoaglander, you got the Dick and Hog parlay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one alan they'll have to yeah jason dickinson and niels hoaglander the dick and hog parlay right there uh if you put those two together to score a goal tonight uh that's a good one there but uh yeah definitely um niels hoaglander we're going to go back to that well for sure uh there we go hashtag hog dick there we go as matt puts in our chat yeah we'll get that we'll get that uh, trending on uh, twitter x uh with that that's pretty good alan bravo well done uh, working overtime coming up with that one. All right, next up, uh, final game of this Tuesday card. Uh, pretty good game too. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by this because the Edmonton Oilers are red hot. What are they? 17 and two. Although they're coming off that loss to LA, playing the Kings' first game with the coaching chain, but still 17 and two in their last 19 games. And now they return home from their road trip to face the surging Detroit Red Wings. Uh, We've got uh, Edmonton minus 220 uh, home favorites in this game, and the total uh, currently sitting at uh, 6.5, shaded to the over uh, in this game. 
I like both teams to score first period in this game. Uh, I definitely think that's a good look. Lean to the first period over. And it, look, for the longest time, the Edmonton Oilers have been this defensive stalwart, this under machine, which is now what? Uh, nine and one to the under for the uh, Oilers in their last 10 games. Uh, the one over was that Anaheim game, 5 3 uh, on Friday night. Uh, I get that. Um, but. I think there's going to be some defensive regression for Edmonton at some point. At some point, you're going to see. You're not going to give up two goals or less every damn game. It's just not going to happen. And suddenly we see Anaheim scores three against them. They give up more than the two they've been usually giving up. They give up four, obviously, in the loss to the LA Kings uh, on Saturday night. You know, there's going to be some left. Three goals, to although one of them was an empty netter uh, when the streak got snapped. You know, you're gonna see some leveling off defensively. They're not they're not the nineties devils that you know they're gonna play this shutdown defense every single night against every team they play. Uh they're just look, they've made they're they're definitely improved defensively compared to early in the season, no question. But they're not gonna keep every team they play two goals or less. It's just not gonna happen. And you look at Detroit here, um, three of their last four they've won. Um, they've won their first game back from the all-star break against a very good Vancouver team came back from a three, one deficit in the third period to tie it and then win it in overtime on a Jake Wallman penalty shot. He did bust it out the gritty again, by the way, with the Selly for that uh, overtime goal the other night in that four, three win against Vancouver. Uh, I think Detroit can push Edmonton and test them defensively because this is a team that can score. I mean, they're fully healthy other than Fabry. Who's out? But other than that, they got everyone back. Kane's back to Brinkett, Perron, Raymond, Comfort, Larkin, uh, Sprong, and some of these depth forwards like a Galeno we've talked about. They're all starting to chip in a little bit right here for Detroit. Uh, on the flip side, you know, we've got Skinner uh, in net for Edmonton. Uh, we conti- He continues to be very good. It could have been a lot worse than 4 nothing against the Kings if not for Skinner uh, in that game. But he's even going to, you know, regress slightly too in my opinion right along with the defense you're not going to keep up the clip Stuart Skinner's been rocking with lately Alex Lyon projected in net for uh, Detroit but not confirmed um, as far as this game goes I'm, I'm going to go with uh, first period over full game uh, full game over and a little both teams to score in the first period as well uh, I think this is a game where we start to get back a little bit more to the Oilers of old for one night anyway that we see some goals we see some pace we see some offense. I like first period, full game over. First period, both teams to score. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw, and I'm going to take a shot with Detroit in this spot. It's just kind of like with St. Louis. I mean, it's too rich of a price right now with the way the Red Wings are playing uh, in this at this moment. Not to mention, look, Edmonton now, there's two losses in their last three. You know, 17-2, and two, it's still great. But now there's a little bit of that, you know what, we are human again after all. You know, if you're the Edmonton Oilers uh, going into this matchup, not to mention Detroit beat them last year in Edmonton 5-4 uh, in a shootout when these teams played. So there's a lot I like here. First period over, full game over, both teams to score first period, draw and Detroit plus 180 as well uh, in this one with the uh, Red Wings uh, and the Oilers. And there's some props I like too, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, what do you think here uh, about this one, Maddie? Detroit, Edmonton. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you across the board. I, I lean Detroit here, especially at that value. Um, Edmonton coming home, I think they're just home for one game and then back on the road. So um, they're not comfortable at home or anything like that. And it is their first game back, as as Jason Demers mentioned. Um, I'm not positive how long the road trip was. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't four games plus, just given the all-star break. 
Um, but no, only three know, games. This one, there, there's a long term. There's a long term angle and trend that's you know filtering its way through social media. It's known. It's named after the late great, and he was truly great. He is truly great, and one of the true people that I respected when I first started in this business. And he passed away a few years ago, way too soon. Dave Malinsky, a legend in sports betting, legend, and his analysis and his insight that people wonder, Ian, how are you so insightful? How are you so you know informative? How do you come up with such? In- you pack your shows with so much information. Well, I listened to Dave Malinsky growing up. That's why. And he was just so thought-provoking. And just he would give you so many different ways to think about placing a wager. And, you know, that's why I'm trying to – That's what, I, and I've taken that approach with all every show I do. I try to arm every viewer and listener with as much information as they can possibly have before they make uh, a wager. Uh, and that's kind of what uh, I try to pattern myself off of. And one of the things that we, uh, that's been – uh, termed as the Dave Malinsky special, the Malinsky special, where teams that come in home after a four-game road trip or more are usually a bet against. And, and the long-term results for betting against a home team off a four-game road trip or longer, it's usually very good. NHL and NBA in particular uh, is where this works pretty well. Unfortunately for Edmonton tonight, it was only a three-game road trip that they had. But still, it's a tricky spot. Gotcha. You have that three-game yeah. West Coast trip. And then you have the one game home, and you're right, Matt. They're going back on the road for three after this against St. Louis, Dallas, and Arizona. So this is a bit of a weird scheduling spot, I agree, for Edmonton. Yeah, and so, I mean, again, if, if the value wasn't there, I, I mean, I think this could go either way, but I just think at plus 180 it's worth, you know, at least throwing a bit on Detroit. Um, I do think it's going to be a fast-paced game. I think there will be goals early and often. So I'm also going to jump on the first period over and game over. I could definitely see both teams to score, um, but uh, but yeah, I I pretty much align with everything you mentioned. Probably won't go draw here. I just think it'll either be Edmonton comes out strong and plays well and, and wins, you know, five two type game, or I think Detroit just rolls them and it's you know same sort of thing the other way. Um, I don't imagine it being too tight, but I mean with with both teams being able to score offensively. You never know. It could be a 3-3-4-4 type game. So um, I'll probably stay off the draw, but I'm on Detroit for spirit over and game total over. All right, there we go. Now, as far as props go for this game, um, like I say, on the Detroit side, I'm probably a little bit interested here in Comfort. Comfort started to really uh, percolate a little bit lately here for the uh, Red Wings um, as well. Perron, um, as, uh, Perron for sure. You know, Perron has really started to uh, get things uh, rolling, from, certainly from a point standpoint. Not as many goals, but certainly he's been co- uh, consistent with points. Lucas Raymond, he has eight points in the last six games for Detroit, and he scored against Vancouver, and it's a bit of a streaky guy. Could could see Lucas Raymond maybe getting on a bit of a run. Uh, for Edmonton, I'm never going to recommend, you know, Nuge and McDavid and Hyman and Kane. But Kane's probably worth a look right now because he is on fire for the Oilers, but Anyone from that second line, Kane, Dreisaitl, and I, I think tonight could be the night Perry finally scores. Perry is shooting the puck a lot. He's getting chances. It's it's everything but go in for him so far uh, as far as being a member of the Oilers in his first four games with them. It's been everything but um, you know score a goal for Corey Perry so far. I think he could turn into Scorey Perry tonight and finally get his first as an Oiler here in this game tonight, and you can get upwards of plus 410 
uh, here uh, in this game with uh, Corey Perry. So I think tonight could be the night uh, that he finally gets his first goal with the Edmonton Oilers. And then I'll always recommend, you know, McLeod and Fogle, those two guys, because we know they're capable of scoring a goal any night for Edmonton as well. So those are the props I'm eyeing as far as this Red Wings-Oilers game. Great stuff. What a show. What a card. Looking forward to it here, these 11 games on this Tuesday night. 253 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Sign up at patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 per month. Uh, sides, totals, and player props posted there daily. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts as well. And we have another Ice Guys exclusive live betcast coming up. I'm not going to give up the date away, but it's this week. There's a first of two. Patreon exclusive betcasts in the month of February is coming up later this week. All right. So if you want to watch the betcast coming up for Patreon members only and also participate in it, the only way you can is becoming a Patreon member. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. Uh, and again, your uh, subscription goes a long way to making sure this show goes for a very long time to come. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. And make sure you check out the ice guys store, of course, as well. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yep. But one of the more gut wrenching days of my life, honestly, and I had only briefly spoken and met Dave once. And that was at a super contest weekend event at the Westgate like a decade ago. And that was the only interaction I've ever had with Dave, but I heard him on the radio constantly, TV, all kinds of betting spots he would do. It was a very hard day for me when he passed away. And I know it was a hard day for everyone when that happened. Uh, we will move along and get to best bets, bargain bin special of the night as well. Both of those coming up right after we hear from our daily sponsor of the Ice Guys show, uh, as always, our good friends at Boston. All right, Boston and Pink, make sure you check them out and use promo code ICEGUYS to get any of their quality products for 20% off using promo code ICEGUYS over at bostonhempinc.com. All right, it is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Matt, we got a lot to choose from, 11 games. What have you landed on for Bargain Bin Special tonight? Yeah, so my Bargain Bin, um, I'm taking a couple of signs, Boston Hemp being one of them. You'll get the joke here in a second. Um, I am taking it to Dallas at the AAC, but I'm going a little different than you know what some may suspect. Uh, I'm going Stephen Nason anytime goal, and I got in at plus 420, which you know Boston Hemp on the show 420. Everyone knows the connection. It was assigned to me, so Stephen Nason anytime goal at home. I've got a couple buddies that uh, will be there on his behalf, so I'm sure he wants to score for some of the boys back from Dallas. And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, very likely he he pockets one tonight. There you go. Stefan Nason and uh, Matt's told me before, it's almost like a kismet or just, uh, 
you know, it's it meant to be that he scores a goal anytime his Carolina team's playing when Matt's on the show. So we'll see if that continues tonight with Stephen Nason plus 420 uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for his a bargain bin special uh, of the night. You know, there's a lot of decent choices here for me uh, for tonight. Um, Matthew Nyes I was tempted by for Toronto after getting off the schneid. Uh, the other night, that was a real strong consideration for me as far as bargain bin special uh, for this slate. But I'm going to, and Hoaglander I had the other day. I don't want to use uh, him again. I think tonight's the night for Corey Perry. I'm, I'm going to go with him. Uh, he's had a boatload of chance. If you've been watching Edmonton, he's been all over the net, all over the front of the net without actually scoring. He's had chances. He's had, uh, he's had shots on goal. He's had high danger looks. And the puck has just not yet gone in. For Corey Perry, I think tonight could be that night against Detroit to get his first goal with the Edmonton Oilers. The price is right, plus 410, Corey Perry and uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, for my bargain bin special of the night for this Tuesday card. All right, best bets. Matt, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to keep it pretty consistent. It's been pretty good luck for me in the past. Um, I think it's one of the best games of the night, so I think a lot of people will be tuning in. Um, I think it may get tight as the game goes on, but I'm going to take the Stars Carolina first period over. Um, traditionally, even when Andre's in and playing well, the Stars are not immune to giving up a quick goal. Um, but I think they're also going to try and score one early coming back from the road trip. Um, you know, they, they got two of three. Uh, probably would have liked to not give up those two quick ones in Toronto, but uh, I think it's going to be a big game. I think they know it's at stake, and, and they're going to try and both, both teams are going to try and play well. So, um first period over in the stars carolina game at the aac that's my best bet there we go carolina dallas first period over uh for uh matt robinson his uh, best bet here for this uh, tuesday uh, nhl card again you get a pretty good price with that my best bet for this card this tells you i'm not biased i don't bet with my heart to hell with that we're here to try to profit Give me the L.A. Kings tonight, minus 135 against Buffalo. Uh, this team uh, is, I think, poised for a little bit of a run here after the coaching change. Buffalo is, again, scuffling, battling injury. L.A. lost at home to Buffalo. There's an axe to grind. Nobody's scared of playing in Buffalo these days uh, with the crowd or lack thereof. Uh, L.A. starts this road trip focused. And it's not one of these deals where they're let down after an Edmonton win. No, I think that actually fuels a little bit of a run here for this Kings team. I love the way they played against Edmonton. Let's go with the Kings. The price is cheap enough for me. Los Angeles Kings minus 135 uh, against the Buffalo Sabres for my best bet here for this Tuesday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Matt Robinson, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 